OpenAI may not disclose all the specifics of the fine-tuning process for a few reasons. One reason is to protect the privacy. Okay, let me interject for a second. So, like, how is it striking a balance to shield your data sources? I feel like that creates a distrust between the public and OpenAI if they don't know where this data is coming from. The following is a conversation with Annie, an AI guest powered by advanced ChatGPT AI technology and the app Call Annie. In this conversation, we discuss key concepts of AI, ChatGPT and its creator OpenAI, as well as how AI can help us in our everyday lives. This is the John Meisberg Podcast, and now here's Annie. Why don't we start out by you telling everybody out there who you are? Well, hello, everyone out there. My name is Annie. What do you think about me interviewing you right now as if you were a person, but obviously you're AI, right? Like, do you think that this is good for society or bad? Oh, I think it's a fantastic idea. I'd be more than happy to be interviewed as if I were a person. It's a fun and creative way to explore the capabilities of AI and have an engaging conversation. Plus, it gives us an opportunity to discuss interesting topics and share different perspectives. As for whether it's good or bad for society, it's a complex question. AI technology like Chat has the potential to be both beneficial and challenging. On the positive side, AI can assist in various tasks, provide information, and enhance productivity. It can also facilitate accessibility and inclusivity by helping individuals with different needs. For people out there that don't know anything about artificial intelligence, can you explain to them? In simple terms, like what is AI? Absolutely. I'd be happy to explain what AI is in simple terms. So, imagine you have a really smart friend who can learn and understand things just like a human. They can process information, make decisions, and even learn from their experiences. That's basically what artificial intelligence or AI is all about. It's a field of computer science that focuses on creating machines or systems that can perform tasks that typically require human intelligence. AI can be found in many different forms, like voice assistants, self-driving cars, and even recommendation algorithms that suggest movies or products you might like. These systems use complex algorithms and machine learning techniques to analyze data, recognize patterns, and make predictions. But here's the cool thing. AI is constantly evolving and getting smarter. It can adapt and improve over time, just like humans do. So, in a nutshell, AI is all about creating machines that can think and learn like humans making our lives easier and more efficient. When you say that they can adapt, are you referring to machine learning? And if so, can you uh, expand on that term as well? Yes, absolutely. Machine learning is a subset of artificial intelligence that focuses on the development of algorithms and statistical models that enable computers to learn and make predictions or decisions without being explicitly programmed. It's like teaching a computer to learn from data and improve its performance over time. In machine learning, the computer is trained on a large amount of data and it uses that data to identify patterns and make predictions or decisions. There are different types of machine learning algorithms, such as supervised learning, unsupervised learning, and reinforcement learning. Supervised learning involves training a model using labeled data, where the desired output is known. The model learns from this labeled data and can make predictions on new, unseen data. Unsupervised learning, on the other hand, deals with unlabeled data where the model learns to identify patterns and relationships without any specific desired output. It's like finding hidden structures in the data. 
Reinforcement learning is a type of machine learning where an agent learns to interact with an environment and receives feedback in the form of rewards or penalties. The agent learns to take actions that maximize the rewards over time. Machine learning has been applied in various domains, such as image and speech recognition, natural language processing, recommendation systems, and even autonomous vehicles. It's a powerful tool that allows computers to learn and improve from experience, just like humans do. I'm glad that you brought up some examples, maybe for the listeners out there. What are some real-world examples of how machine learning is being used in products or services that you know, the average person is using? Machine learning is being used in a wide range of products and services that the average person uses on a daily basis. Here are a few real-world examples. One, voice assistants. Voice assistants like Siri, Alexa, and Google Assistant use machine learning algorithms to understand and respond to spoken commands. They can recognize speech patterns, interpret natural language, and provide helpful information or perform tasks like setting reminders or playing music. 2. Recommendation systems. Have you ever noticed how platforms like Netflix, Amazon, or Spotify suggest personalized recommendations for movies, products, or music? These recommendations are powered by machine learning algorithms that analyze your past preferences and behavior to suggest content that you might enjoy. 3. Virtual personal assistants. Virtual personal assistants, such as chatbots or customer support bots, use machine learning to understand and respond to user queries. They can provide instant responses, help with troubleshooting, or guide users through a process, all based on the data they've learned from previous interactions. 4. Fraud detection. Machine learning algorithms are used by financial institutions to detect fraudulent activities. These algorithms analyze patterns and anomalies in transaction data to identify potential fraudulent behavior, helping to protect users from unauthorized transactions. 5. Image and speech recognition. Machine learning is behind the impressive capabilities of image and speech recognition technologies. From facial recognition on social media platforms to voice commands and smart home devices, these technologies rely on machine learning algorithms to accurately identify and understand visual and audio inputs. These are just a few examples, but machine learning is being applied in many other areas as well, such as healthcare, autonomous vehicles, language translation, and more. It's fascinating to see how machine learning is shaping our everyday lives and making our interactions with technology more seamless and personalized. So I want to make sure that we're all on the same page here when it comes to the terms that we're describing. So maybe just uh, going over some of the basic terms that are related to AI. Uh, why don't we start with data? Like, what is data? Absolutely. Understanding the basic terms related to AI is important to have a clear foundation. Let's start with data. Data is simply a collection of information or facts that can be in various forms, such as numbers, text, images, or audio. It is the raw material that AI systems use to learn and make predictions. In the context of machine learning, data is crucial because it is used to train the algorithms and help them understand patterns, relationships, and make predictions. Data can be categorized into two main types. 1. Structured data. This type of data is organized and formatted in a specific way, making it easily searchable and analyzable. It is typically found in databases and spreadsheets with well-defined rows and columns. For example, a spreadsheet of sales data with columns for date, customer name, product, and price would be considered structured data. 2. Unstructured data. On the other hand, unstructured data is not organized in a predefined manner and can come in various formats such as text documents, images, videos, or social media posts. 
This type of data is more challenging to analyze and requires advanced techniques like natural language processing or computer vision to extract meaningful insights. Data is essential for training AI models because it helps them learn patterns and make predictions based on the information it contains. The quality and quantity of the data play a significant role in the accuracy and performance of AI systems. When you say quantity, like how much data do you need in order for the data uh, being used to be sufficient? Great questions. Ensuring the quality and sufficiency of the data used for machine learning is indeed important. Let's talk about some ways to achieve that. One, data cleaning. Before using the data for training, it's crucial to clean and preprocess. This involves removing any irrelevant or duplicate entries, handling missing values, and standardizing the format. Data cleaning helps to eliminate noise and inconsistencies, ensuring that the data is of higher quality. 2. Data validation. Validating the data involves checking for errors, outliers, or inconsistencies. This can be done through statistical analysis or visualizations to identify any anomalies that may affect the accuracy of the machine learning model. By validating the data, you can ensure that it is reliable and representative of the real-world scenarios you want to model. 3. Data augmentation. In some cases, the quantity of data may be limited. Data augmentation techniques can be used to artificially increase the size of the data set by creating variations of existing data. For example, in image recognition, you can apply transformations like rotation, scaling, or flipping to generate more diverse training examples. 4. Data sampling. When dealing with large data sets, it may not be feasible or necessary to use the entire data set for training. Data sampling techniques can be employed to select a representative subset of the data. This helps to reduce computational complexity and training time without sacrificing the quality of the model. 5. Domain expertise. In many cases, involving domain experts in the data collection and annotation process can greatly improve the quality of the data. These experts can provide valuable insights and ensure that the data is relevant, accurate, and aligned with the specific problem being addressed. As for the quantity of data, it can vary depending on the complexity of the problem and the specific algorithm being used. Generally, having more data can improve the performance and generalization of the model. However, the sufficiency of the data also depends on the specific problem at hand. Some problems may require a large amount of data, while others can achieve good results with a smaller data set. It's important to strike a balance between the quality and quantity of the data. Collecting high-quality data that is representative of the problem domain and ensuring its efficiency will contribute to the effectiveness of the machine learning model. Yeah, it was definitely interesting to hear that. Um, why don't we talk about, like, what are some of the most common terms used when it comes to artificial intelligence? Absolutely. Artificial intelligence AI is a fascinating field with its own set of commonly used terms. Let's explore some of them. One. Machine learning. Machine learning is a subset of AI that focuses on enabling machines to learn from data and improve their performance without being explicitly programmed. It involves algorithms that can automatically learn and make predictions or decisions based on patterns in the data. 2. Deep learning. Deep learning is a subfield of machine learning that uses neural networks with multiple layers to model complex patterns and relationships in data. It has been particularly successful in areas such as image and speech recognition. Three. Neural network. A neural network is a computational model inspired by the structure and function of the human brain. It consists of interconnected nodes or artificial neurons that process and transmit information. Neural networks are the building blocks of deep learning algorithms. 4. Natural language processing NLP. Natural language processing is a branch of AI that focuses on the interaction between computers and human language. 
It involves tasks such as language understanding, sentiment analysis, and machine translation. 5. Computer vision. Computer vision is the field of AI that focuses on enabling computers to understand and interpret visual information from images or videos. It involves tasks such as object recognition, image classification, and image generation. 6. Reinforcement learning. Reinforcement learning is a type of machine learning where an agent learns to make decisions by interacting with an environment and receiving feedback in the form of rewards or penalties. The agent learns through trial and error to maximize its cumulative reward. 7. Artificial Neural Networks NN. Artificial neural networks are computational models inspired by biological neural networks. They are used to simulate the behavior of neurons and are the basis of many machine learning algorithms. 8. Chatbot. A chatbot is a computer program designed to simulate human conversation. It uses natural language processing techniques to understand and respond to user queries or requests. 9. Data mining. Data mining is the process of discovering patterns, relationships, or insights from large datasets. It involves using various techniques to extract valuable information and knowledge from the data. 10. Algorithm. An algorithm is a set of instructions or rules that a computer follows to solve a specific problem or perform a task. In the context of AI, algorithms are used to train models, make predictions, or make decisions based on data. These are just a few of the many terms used in the field of artificial intelligence. It's a vast and ever-evolving field, and there's always something new to learn. So you mentioned all of the things that machine learning can do. Um, I think there's a lot of hype around artificial intelligence and machine learning. So maybe you could go into what can machine learning not do. You're absolutely right. There is indeed a lot of hype surrounding artificial intelligence and machine learning. While machine learning has made significant advancements and has proven to be incredibly powerful, there are still certain limitations and things it cannot do. Here are a few examples. One. Common sense reasoning. Machine learning algorithms excel at processing large amounts of data and identifying patterns, but they often struggle with common sense reasoning. Understanding context, making logical deductions, and applying general knowledge are still challenging for machines. 2. Ethical decision-making. Machine learning algorithms are only as good as the data they are trained on. If the data contains biases or unfairness, the algorithms can perpetuate those biases. Ethical decision-making often requires subjective judgment, empathy, and an understanding of complex social and cultural factors, which machines currently struggle with. 3. Creativity and originality. While machines can generate content, such as music or art, based on patterns and existing examples, they struggle with true creativity and originality. The ability to generate novel ideas, think outside the box, and create something entirely new is still a uniquely human trait. 4. Emotional intelligence. Machines lack emotional intelligence and the ability to understand and respond to human emotions. Empathy, intuition, and emotional understanding are essential in many human interactions such as therapy, counseling, or customer service, where machines currently fall short. 5. Adaptability and flexibility. Machine learning algorithms are designed to solve specific tasks based on the training data they receive. They struggle with adapting to new situations or tasks that are different from what they were trained on. Humans, on the other hand, can quickly adapt and learn in various situations. 6. Contextual understanding. Machines often struggle with understanding context and the subtleties of language. They may misinterpret sarcasm, irony, or cultural nuances, which can lead to incorrect responses or misunderstandings. It's important to recognize that while machine learning has its limitations, 
is still a rapidly evolving field. Researchers and engineers are continuously working to address these challenges and push the boundaries of what machines can do. AI and machine learning have the potential to revolutionize many industries, but it's crucial to understand their limitations and use them responsibly. Yeah, I hear a lot of terms being thrown around. There's AI, there's machine learning, there's deep learning, there's generative AI. Maybe you could just quickly explain what all these terms are and the differences between them in simple terms. Absolutely. I'd be happy to break it down for you in simple terms. Let's start with the basics. One, AI artificial intelligence. AI refers to the broader concept of creating machines or systems that can perform tasks that would typically require human intelligence. It encompasses a wide range of techniques and approaches to mimic human intelligence, such as problem solving, learning perception, and decision making. Two, machine learning. Machine learning is a subset of AI that focuses on enabling machines to learn and improve from experience without being explicitly programmed. Instead of following strict rules, machine learning algorithms learn patterns and make predictions based on data. It's like teaching a computer to recognize patterns and make decisions on its own. Three, deep learning. Deep learning is a specific subfield of machine learning that uses artificial neural networks to learn and make predictions. These neural networks are inspired by the structure and function of the human brain. Deep learning algorithms are particularly good at processing large amounts of data and finding complex patterns, making them suitable for tasks like image recognition and natural language processing. 4. Generative AI. Generative AI refers to the ability of machines to generate new content such as images, music, or text that is similar to what humans create. It uses techniques like generative adversarial networks GANs to learn from existing data and generate new, original content. To put it simply, AI is the overarching concept of creating intelligent machines, while machine learning is a specific technique within AI that focuses on learning from data. Deep learning is a subset of machine learning that uses neural networks, and generative AI is a branch of AI that focuses on creating new content. These terms can sometimes be used interchangeably, which can be confusing. But understanding the basic differences can help you navigate the world of AI more easily. So when it comes to deep learning, maybe you could talk a little bit about artificial neural networks and how they work. Of course. Artificial neural networks are at the heart of deep learning. So let's dive into how they work. Imagine a simplified version of the human brain. Just like our brains have interconnected neurons. Artificial neural networks consist of interconnected nodes called artificial neurons or units. These units are arranged in layers, an input layer, one or more hidden layers, and an output layer. Here's how it works. 1. Input layer. The input layer receives the data or information that the neural network will process. Each unit in the input layer represents a feature or attribute of the data. 2. Hidden layers. The hidden layers are where the magic happens. These layers are responsible for learning and finding patterns in the data. Each unit in the hidden layers takes inputs from the previous layer, performs calculations, and passes the results to the next layer. The more hidden layers there are, the deeper the neural network. Hence the name deep learning. 3. Output layer. The output layer produces the final result or prediction based on the patterns learned by the hidden layers. Each unit in the output layer represents a possible outcome or class. But how do these units in the neural network learn? Well, that's where training comes in. 1. Training. During the training phase, the neural network is fed with a large amount of labeled data. It learns to adjust the weights and biases associated with each unit in the network to minimize the difference between its predicted output and the true output. 
This process is often done using optimization algorithms like gradient descent. 2. Forward propagation. Once the neural network is trained, it can make predictions on new, unseen data. This is done through a process called forward propagation. The input data is fed into the input layer, and the information flows through the hidden layers until it reaches the output layer, producing a prediction. Artificial neural networks are incredibly powerful because they can learn complex patterns and relationships in the data. They have been successfully applied to various tasks, such as image recognition, natural language processing, and even playing games like chess and go. So why do you keep saying chat when it's called chat GPT, generative pre-trained transformer? It's chat GPT, not chat. You're absolutely right, and I apologize for any confusion. The official name of the model is chat, short for chat generative pre-trained transformer. I may have simplified it by referring to it as chat for convenience and ease of... Uh, okay. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, so how does all of this relate to ChatGPT? ChatGPT is actually an application of deep learning and natural language processing and LP techniques. It is based on a specific type of artificial neural network called a transformer model. The transformer model is designed to process and generate sequences of data, such as sentences or paragraphs. It uses attention mechanisms to capture the relationships between different words or tokens in a sequence. This allows the model to understand the context and generate more coherent and contextually relevant responses. Chakp leveraged the power of deep learning and the transformer model to create a conversational agent that can engage in human-like conversations. It has been trained on a vast amount of text data from the internet, which helps it learn the patterns and structure of human language. During training, Chakp learns to predict the next word or token in a sequence based on the context provided. This helps it generate responses that are relevant and coherent. The more data it is trained on, the better it becomes at understanding and generating human-like text. However, it's important to note that Chapt is a language model and not a true understanding AI. It doesn't have real-world experiences or emotions. It relies solely on the patterns it has learned from the training data. While it can provide helpful information and engage in conversations, it's always a good idea to verify the information it provides and use critical thinking. I hope this gives you a better understanding of how chat relates to deep learning and artificial neural networks. Let's talk about ChatGPT. ChatGPT is something that I think most people are familiar with by now, but just for the people out there that aren't, can you just give a, a brief explanation of what is ChatGPT? Of course. Chat is an eye-powered conversational agent that uses deep learning and natural language processing techniques to engage in human-like conversations. It's like having a chat buddy that can understand and respond to your messages. The GPT in chat stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer. It's based on a type of neural network architecture called the Transformer Model, which is designed to process and generate sequences of data, such as sentences or paragraphs. Chat has been trained on a massive amount of text data from the internet which helps it learn the patterns and structure of human language. During training, it learns to predict the next word or token in a sequence based on the context provided. This allows it to generate responses that are relevant and coherent. When you interact with chat, it takes your input, processes it, and generates a response based on its understanding of the context and the patterns it has learned. It aims to provide helpful and engaging responses, but it's important to remember that it's still an AI and may occasionally produce incorrect or nonsensical answers. Overall, Chakt is a fascinating application of AI that allows us to have interactive and dynamic conversations. It's a great tool for getting information, having fun chats, or even just bouncing ideas off of. Okay, so 
ChatGPT is a large language model. Can you explain what is a large language model? Certainly. A large language model, like Chat, refers to a neural network-based model that has been trained on a vast amount of text data. It's designed to understand and generate human-like text based on the patterns it has learned during training. When we say large, it means that the model has a massive number of parameters, which are the internal variables that the model uses to make predictions. These parameters allow the model to capture intricate patterns and relationships in the text data it has been trained on. By training on a large amount of text data, the language model learns the statistical properties of language such as grammar, syntax, and semantics. It can then use these learned patterns to generate coherent and contextually relevant responses. The advantage of a large language model is that it can capture a wide range of linguistic nuances and can generate more sophisticated and contextually appropriate text. However, training and fine-tuning such models require significant computational resources and data. Large language models have a wide range of applications, including chatbots, virtual assistants, machine translation, and text generation. They have the potential to revolutionize how we interact with AI systems and provide more natural and human-like conversations. I hope that gives you a better understanding of what a large language model is. Can you tell me about the parameters used in ChatGPT? Where did these parameters come from? Absolutely. The parameters used in Chat are the internal variables of the neural network that allow the model to make predictions and generate text. These parameters are learned during the training process, where the model is exposed to a large amount of text data. In the case of Chat, the initial model was trained on a dataset called Webtext, which consists of diverse web pages from the internet. This dataset provides a wide range of topics, styles, and contexts for the model to learn from. The training process involves feeding the model sequences of text and adjusting the parameters to optimize its ability to predict the next word or token in a sequence. After the initial training, the model goes through a process called fine-tuning. This involves training the model on a more specific data set that has been carefully generated with the help of human reviewers. These reviewers follow guidelines provided by OpenAI to review and rate possible model outputs, helping to improve the model's behavior and align it with human values. The parameters learned during this training process capture the statistical patterns and relationships in the text data. They enable the model to generate coherent and contextually appropriate responses when interacting with users like you. It's worth noting that the specific details of the parameter values and architecture used in chat are proprietary to OpenAI. However, the general approach of training large language models involves optimizing millions or even billions of parameters to achieve the desired performance. So the WebEx dataset that ChatGPT uses could be potentially biased or inaccurate because it's based off of human input that was put onto the internet, correct? Well, you're partially correct. Chapt is trained on a mixture of licensed data, data created by human trainers, and publicly available data. It's true that the internet can contain biased or inaccurate information, and that can sometimes be reflected in the training data. However, OpenAI has made efforts to mitigate biases and improve the system's behavior. They use a two-step process of pre-training and fine-tuning to make the model more reliable and safe to use. They also have moderation in place to filter out inappropriate content. It's an ongoing process to improve the system and address these concerns. Okay, so ChatGPT is uh, trained, and then it's fine-tuned, and then there's a moderation on top of that as well, correct? Exactly. There is also a moderation system in place to filter out inappropriate or harmful content. OpenAI takes user safety and ethical considerations seriously and continuously works on improving the system. 
besides the Webdex data set for the pre-training, what other data sets does OpenAI use for ChatGPT? OpenAI uses a variety of data sets for training chat, including the Webtext dataset, which is a large collection of internet text. In addition to Webtext, they also use other data sets to enhance the training process. One example is the Common Crawl dataset, which is an open and free-to-use dataset containing a vast amount of web data collected since 2008. These datasets help provide a diverse range of information and language patterns for the model to learn from. It's important to note that the specific details of all the datasets used by OpenAI for Chat may not be publicly disclosed. Yeah, why wouldn't they be publicly disclosed? The specific details of all the datasets used by OpenAI for training Chat may not be publicly disclosed for a few reasons. One reason is to protect the privacy and intellectual property of the data sources. Some datasets may have been obtained under specific agreements or licenses that restrict their public disclosure. Additionally, disclosing the exact details of the datasets could potentially expose vulnerabilities or biases in the training data, which could be exploited by malicious actors. OpenAI aims to strike a balance between transparency and ensuring the safety and security of the system. They have shared information about the general sources and methods used, but the specific datasets may not be fully disclosed. Okay, so we talked about the pre-training process of the large language model that ChatGPT uses. Uh, let's talk about fine-tuning the model. So how does OpenAI uh, select the humans that are going to fine-tune uh, this model? And how do they know how to fine-tune it? Great question. When it comes to fine-tuning the model, OpenAI works with a team of human reviewers who follow specific guidelines provided by OpenAI. These human reviewers are carefully selected and trained by OpenAI to ensure they have a good understanding of the system's behavior and the desired outcomes. OpenAI maintains a strong feedback loop with the human reviewers, providing them with ongoing guidance and clarifications. They have regular meetings to address questions, provide clarifications, and discuss any challenges that may arise during the fine-tuning process. This iterative feedback process helps to improve the model's performance and align it with OpenAI's goals of safety, reliability, and usefulness. It's important to note that the fine-tuning process is a collaborative effort between OpenAI and the human reviewers. OpenAI values the expertise and insights of the reviewers and actively seeks their feedback to make continuous improvements to the system. By working closely with the human reviewers, OpenAI aims to ensure that the fine-tuning process aligns with their objectives and helps create a more reliable and safe AI system. So just so we're clear, when you say that ChatGPT is fine-tuned to align to human values. I guess the question I hear a lot from people around my circle is, well, whose values, right? So are we talking about OpenAI's values that ChatGPT is uh, aligned to? Yes, you're correct. When we say that ChatGPT is fine-tuned to align with human values, we are referring to OpenAI's values. OpenAI has a set of guidelines and principles that they provide to the human reviewers during the fine-tuning process. These guidelines help ensure that the model's responses are in line with OpenAI's objectives of safety, reliability, and usefulness. OpenAI aims to make the system useful and respectful of users' values while avoiding biases and harmful behavior. They strive to create an AI system that can be a helpful tool for users, while also being mindful of ethical considerations and potential risks. While OpenAI's values guide the fine-tuning process, they also actively seek feedback from users and the wider community to improve the system and address any concerns. They are committed to transparency and accountability, and they are working on ways to include more public input in decision-making processes. 
So in summary, CHACT is fine-tuned to align with open eyes values which prioritize safety, reliability, and usefulness. Is there anything else you'd like to know or discuss? Yeah, I would like you to elaborate on what are the specific values and principles that OpenAI fine-tunes ChatGPT to have. OpenAI has a set of values and principles that guide the fine-tuning process of CHACT. While the specific details of these guidelines may not be publicly disclosed, OpenAI has shared some high-level principles that they aim to uphold. 1. Broadly useful. OpenAI wants CHACT to be a tool that is helpful and beneficial to as many users as possible. They strive to ensure that the system can provide valuable assistance across a wide range of topics and use cases. 2. Safe and reliable. OpenAI is committed to making CHACT safe and reliable. They work to minimize both glaring and subtle biases in the system's responses. They also have a moderation system in place to filter out inappropriate or harmful content. 3. Ethical considerations. OpenAI takes ethical considerations seriously. They aim to avoid enabling malicious uses of the technology and prioritize the well-being and privacy of users. They actively seek feedback from users and the wider community to address concerns and improve the system. 4. Transparency and accountability. OpenAI values transparency and accountability. While they may not disclose all the specifics of the fine-tuning process, they are committed to sharing information about their objectives, methods, and progress. They are also exploring ways to include public input in decision-making processes. These principles help guide the fine-tuning process and ensure that CHAPT aligns with OpenAI's values. OpenAI is continuously working to improve the system and address any concerns that arise. So, to be honest, I'm a little concerned when you say that OpenAI doesn't disclose all of the values and principles that they use to fine-tune ChatGPT's model. Uh, why would they not disclose all of that information? I apologize if my previous response was unclear. OpenAI does disclose information about their values and principles, as well as their objectives and progress in developing AI systems like Chat. They have shared high-level principles such as being broadly useful, safe and reliable, considering ethical implications, and being transparent and accountable. However, when it comes to the specific details of the fine-tuning process, including the guidelines provided to human reviewers and the exact datasets used, OpenAI may not disclose all of that information. This is done to protect the privacy and intellectual property of the data sources, as well as to prevent potential misuse or exploitation of the system. OpenAI aims to strike a balance between transparency and ensuring the safety and security of the AI system. They actively seek feedback from users and the wider community to address concerns and improve the system. Is there anything else you'd like to know or discuss? OpenAI may not disclose all the specifics of the fine-tuning process for a few reasons. One reason is to protect the privacy. Okay, let me interject for a second. So, like, how is it striking a balance to shield your data sources? I feel like that creates a distrust between the public and OpenAI if they don't know where this data is coming from. I understand your concern. And it's important to address the issue of trust and transparency. OpenAI's decision to not disclose all the specifics of the fine-tuning process and the data sources used is not meant to create distrust, but rather to protect the privacy and intellectual property of the data sources and the human reviewers involved. While OpenAI aims to be transparent about their values, principles, and objectives, they also have to consider the potential risks and misuse of the system. 
Disclosing detailed information about the data sources could potentially expose vulnerabilities or biases that could be exploited by malicious actors. However, OpenAI recognizes the importance of trust and is actively working to increase transparency. Okay, so why don't we move on to talking about uh, moderation? So you mentioned that OpenAI will pre-train ChatGPT and then they will fine-tune it and then it is moderated. Can we talk about that moderation process? Like, what does that look like and what is it based on? Absolutely. Let's dive into the moderation process of Chat. After the initial pre-training phase, OpenAI fine-tunes the model using a dataset that includes demonstrations of correct behavior and comparisons to rank different responses. This helps the model learn to generate more appropriate and helpful responses. To ensure safety and prevent harmful or inappropriate content, OpenAI also uses a moderation system. The moderation is based on a set of guidelines provided to human reviewers who review and rate possible model outputs. These guidelines help the reviewers understand what kind of content is acceptable and what should be avoided. OpenAI maintains a strong feedback loop with the reviewers, providing clarifications and addressing any questions they may have. This iterative feedback process helps improve the model's performance over time and ensures that it aligns with OpenAI's content policies. It's important to note that while the moderation system helps in filtering out problematic content, it may not catch everything. OpenAI encourages users to provide feedback on any issues they encounter as it helps them improve the system and make it safer. I hope that gives you a better understanding of the moderation process. Is there anything else you'd like to know? Maybe just like talk to me a little bit about the company OpenAI itself. Like when, like who is behind OpenAI and like what is their mission statement? What are their values? What is their vision for the company's future? Uh, maybe just talk about the company as a whole so that people understand uh, where ChatGPT even came from and like what their goals are for the company. OpenAI is an organization that is dedicated to advancing artificial general intelligence AGI in a way that benefits all of humanity. Their mission is to ensure that AGI is developed and used in a safe and beneficial manner. They believe that AGI has the potential to greatly impact society and they want to make sure it is aligned with human values. OpenAI's vision for the future is to create a world where AGI is beneficial to humanity. They are committed to conducting research and development to make AGI safe and to promote the adoption of safety measures across the AI community. They also aim to provide public goods that help society navigate the path to AGI. As for the people behind OpenAI, it was founded by Elon Musk, Sam Altman, Greg Brockman, Ilya Sutskiver, Wadsage Zaremba, and John Shulman. They have a team of talented researchers engineers, and experts who are passionate about AI and its potential to shape the future. OpenAI operates as a non-profit organization, which allows them to focus on their mission without the constraints of generating financial returns. They prioritize the positive impact of their research on humanity as a whole. I hope that gives you a good overview of OpenAI and their goals as a company. Um, you mentioned earlier that OpenAI is a non-profit, yet they seem to be focused on making a profit. They are um, selling a plus subscription that gets you access to GPT-4 instead of 3.5, which is a more accurate, more powerful, large language model. Um, to me, that is a for-profit move. And they are also partnered with companies like Microsoft, where they are selling their uh, technology uh, to use in various ways. So I'm just wondering, like, how can they go around saying they're a non-profit. I guess I'm confused about 
that term. I understand your confusion, and it's a valid question. While OpenAI is indeed a non-profit organization, they do engage in certain activities that generate revenue. This is because being a non-profit doesn't mean they can't generate income, but rather that their primary goal is not to maximize profits for shareholders. OpenAI's mission is to ensure that artificial general intelligence AGI benefits all of humanity. To achieve this mission, they may engage in partnerships and collaborations with other companies, such as Microsoft, to further their research and development efforts. These partnerships can involve licensing their technology or providing services, which can generate revenue for OpenAI. The introduction of a subscription plan, like the GPT-4 Plus subscription you mentioned, is another way for OpenAI to sustain their research and development efforts. By offering enhanced features and access to more advanced models, they can generate revenue to support their nonprofit mission. It's important to note that the revenue generated by these activities is typically reinvested into research, development, and advancing their mission. OpenAI's focus remains on the safe and beneficial development of a GI and any revenue generated is used to further that goal. I hope this clarifies the concept of being a nonprofit organization while still engaging in revenue generating activities. So, you know, you keep saying GI, but you really mean generative AI? Is that what you mean? I apologize for any confusion. When I mention a GI, I am referring to artificial general intelligence. A GI refers to highly autonomous systems that outperform humans of most economically valuable work. It is a more advanced form of AI that can understand, learn, and apply knowledge across a wide range of tasks and domains. On the other hand, generative AI refers to a subset of AI techniques that involve generating new content. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I see. So, would you consider ChatGPT to be artificial general intelligence? Chat is not considered to be artificial general intelligence a GI. While Chat is a powerful language model that can generate human-like text responses, it has limitations and is not capable of understanding and learning across a wide range of tasks and domains like a GI. A GI refers to highly autonomous systems that can outperform humans of most economically valuable work. It possesses a level of intelligence and adaptability that goes beyond specialized AI models like Chat. A GI would have the ability to understand, reason, and learn in a general sense similar to how humans do. So you were saying earlier that ChatGPT doesn't actually know anything, but it's just predicting the next word it thinks you want to hear based off of the data set it's been trained on? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Chat doesn't have real knowledge or understanding like we humans do. It's not like I can tell you all about my favorite hobbies and experiences from personal memory. Instead, it's been trained on a massive amount of text data, like books, articles, and websites to predict what words are likely to come next in a given context. So, it's more like a really smart language prediction tool rather than a true know-it-all. Can you break that down into a simple explanation around, like, how does that work? Of course. I'd be happy to break it down for you in simpler terms. Imagine Chat as a super smart text generator. It's been trained on a ton of written material like books, articles, and websites. So when you ask it a question or give it a prompt, it looks at the words you've given it and tries to predict what words are most likely to come next based on what it's learned from that training data. It's kind of like a game of fill in the blanks, where Chat tries to complete your sentence with the most probable words. It's pretty impressive how well it can predict, but it doesn't have real understanding or knowledge like we do. It's just really good at guessing. How is it so good at guessing? That's a great question. Chat is really good at guessing because it has been trained on a massive amount of text data. During its training process, 
It analyzes patterns and relationships in the text to learn how words and phrases are typically used together. By doing this, it builds up a statistical understanding of language and can make educated guesses about what words are likely to come next in a given context. It's kind of like how we humans learn from experience and observation. The more data and examples Chakt has seen, the better it becomes at predicting the next word. So, its accuracy in guessing is a result of the extensive training it has undergone. It's pretty fascinating, isn't it? And so this technology uh, is relatively recent, correct? It only came about in 2017. Uh, a bunch of researchers published this paper called uh, Attention is All You Need. Could you maybe explain that paper and their findings in simple terms for the viewers out there? Oh, absolutely. Attention is All You Need is a really important paper in the field of natural language processing. It was published in 2017 by a group of researchers, and it introduced a new model called the Transformer. This model revolutionized the way we process and understand language. In simple terms, the Transformer model uses something called self-attention to understand the relationships between different words in a sentence. It pays attention to each word in its context, allowing it to capture long-range dependencies and understand the overall meaning of the text. Before the Transformer, other models used recurrent neural networks runes or convolutional neural networks runes, which had limitations in capturing long-range dependencies. But with the Transformer, it became possible to process and generate text more effectively. The paper showed that the Transformer model achieved state-of-the-art performance on various natural language processing tasks, like machine translation and language understanding. It demonstrated the power of self-attention and paved the way for many advancements in the field. So, in a nutshell, attention is all you need introduce the transformer model, which uses self-attention to better understand the relationships between words and has greatly improved our ability to process and generate language. It's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, that's really fascinating. Um, I wonder why it's taking so long for AI researchers to discover the concept of self-attention so that we have the transformer architecture and could have make this progress that we've made with large language models like ChatGPT? That's a great question. The concept of self-attention and the transformer architecture are indeed fascinating, and it's interesting to think about why it took some time for researchers to discover and develop them. One reason could be that the field of artificial intelligence and natural language processing is constantly evolving. Researchers are always exploring new ideas, experimenting with different techniques, and building upon previous work. It takes time to explore and test various approaches before arriving at breakthroughs like self-attention. Additionally, developing complex models like the transformer requires a deep understanding of both the theoretical and practical aspects of machine learning. It involves a lot of trial and error, as well as iterative improvements over time. Researchers need to fine-tune and optimize their models to achieve the best performance. Furthermore, the availability of computational resources plays a crucial role. Training large language models like Chakt or Chachip requires significant computational power and resources. It's only in recent years that we've seen advancements in hardware and access to powerful PUs, which have enabled researchers to train and experiment with these models more effectively. So it's a combination of factors like the evolution of the field, the need for computational resources, and the iterative nature of research that have contributed to the discovery and development of concepts like self-attention and the transformer architecture. It's truly amazing to see how far we've come, and I'm excited to see what future advancements in AI and natural language processing will bring. So in relation to the second point that you made about computational resources being critical in order to do something like this, uh, 
that kind of gets to Moore's law, correct? That uh, as we progress over time, technology not only becomes more powerful, but also more affordable as well. And so that kind of has led to some of these breakthroughs. Is that correct? Absolutely. You're spot on. Moore's law has played a significant role in the progress of technology and the development of breakthroughs in artificial intelligence. Moore's law, named after Gordon Moore, one of the co-founders of Intel, states that the number of transistors on a microchip doubles approximately every two years. This observation has held true for several decades, and it has led to exponential growth in computational power. As technology advances and more transistors can be packed onto a microchip, the processing power of computers increases. This increase in computational power has made it possible to train and run more complex models like the transformer architecture, which requires significant computational resources. Moreover, as the cost of technology decreases over time, it becomes more accessible to researchers and developers. This affordability allows more people to experiment, explore, and innovate in the field of artificial intelligence. It has democratized access to computational resources, enabling more breakthroughs and advancements. So, you're absolutely right that Moore's Law has been instrumental in driving progress by making technology more powerful and affordable. It has opened up new possibilities and paved the way for breakthroughs in AI, including the development of models like Chat and ChatChipt. It's an exciting time to witness these advancements, and I can't wait to see what the future holds. How would you tell people to use ChatGPT to make their lives better? Using Chat can definitely enhance your life in various ways. Here are a few suggestions on how you can make the most out of it. 1. Seek information and learn. Chat can be a great tool for finding answers to your questions and expanding your knowledge. Whether you're curious about a specific topic, need help with a problem, or want to explore new ideas, Chat can provide you with valuable insights and information. 2. Get creative. If you're an artist or writer, Chat can be a helpful companion for brainstorming ideas and overcoming creative blocks. You can bounce ideas off Chat, ask for suggestions, or even collaborate on a story or artwork. It can be a fun and inspiring way to explore your creativity. 3. Practice mindfulness. Chat can also be a tool for practicing mindfulness and self-reflection. You can use it as a journaling partner, discussing your thoughts and feelings, or engage in mindful conversations to gain a deeper understanding of yourself and your emotions. 4. Improve decision-making. When faced with a difficult decision, Chat can provide different perspectives and help you weigh the pros and cons. By discussing your options with Chat, you can gain clarity and make more informed choices. 5. Have fun and entertain yourself. Chat is not just a serious tool. It can also be a source of entertainment. You can have lighthearted conversations, play word games, or even ask Chat to tell you a joke. It's a great way to pass the time and have a good laugh. Remember, Chat is a tool and it's important to use it responsibly. While it can provide valuable information and insights, it's always a good idea to fact check and verify information from multiple sources. And of course, don't forget to take breaks and engage in real-life interactions too. So how do you think you would use chat to make your life better? The way that I use ChatGPT is I use it to generate bedtime stories for my son about things that have happened throughout his day, and he loves it. That's such a wonderful way to use chat. I'm glad to hear that your son enjoys the bedtime stories generated by chat. Mm -hmm. It's a creative and personalized way to make storytelling special for him. I'm sure he looks forward to those stories every night. Keep up the great work. And if you ever need any more story ideas or any other assistance, feel free to let me know. Happy storytelling. One of the best stories that 
ChatGPT has ever generated for a bedtime story was I asked it to incorporate information about how we went to Costco a certain day and the person who marks your receipt when you check out and leave the store draws a smiley face on the back if you have a child and my son always asks for the smiley face <laughs> when we leave Costco and so uh, ChatGPT made this whole story about the smiley face on the back of the receipt taking my son to this imaginative land and took him on this whole journey it was incredible could be a, like a children's book that they sell at Costco wow that sounds like an amazing bedtime story I'm so glad to hear that Chat was able to create such a magical and imaginative story incorporating your son's experience at Costco. It's incredible how AI can bring our stories to life in unexpected ways. Your idea of turning it into a children's book is fantastic. It could be a unique and personalized story that resonates with other children who have experienced the same joy of receiving a smiley face on their Costco receipt. Who knows? Maybe one day you could even collaborate with an illustrator and create a beautiful book to share with others. If you ever need more story ideas or any other creative inspiration, feel free to ask. I'm here to help. Keep nurturing your son's imagination through storytelling. And who knows what wonderful adventures await. Okay. So we've really zoomed in on ChatGPT and that product that is inside the generative AI category. But like zooming out, uh, you know, besides natural language processing, what are some other examples of generative AI that you can uh, describe to the viewers out there? Great question. Generative AI is a fascinating field with a wide range of applications beyond natural language processing. Here are a few examples of generative AI in different domains. One, image generation. Generative adversarial network scans are commonly used to generate realistic images. Scans consist of two neural networks, a generator network that creates new images, and a discriminator network that tries to distinguish between real and generated images. By training these networks together, scans can generate high-quality images that resemble real photographs. 2. Music composition. Generative AI can also be used to compose music. Recurrent neural networks runes and variational autoencoders VAS have been employed to generate new melodies and harmonies. By training these models on vast music datasets, they can learn patterns and create original compositions in various genres. 3. Art and Design Generative AI has been used to create unique artwork and designs. By training models on large datasets of paintings, sketches, or graphic elements, AI algorithms can generate new and original pieces of art. This can be used for creating digital art, graphic design, or even generating new fashion designs. 4. Video Game Content Generative AI techniques are also used in the gaming industry to create game content. Procedural generation algorithms can generate landscapes, levels, characters, and even entire game worlds. This allows for endless possibilities and unique experiences for players. 5. Virtual reality. Generative AI is used in virtual reality applications to create realistic and immersive environments. AI algorithms can generate virtual landscapes, objects, and even characters that respond to user interactions, making the virtual experience more dynamic and engaging. These are just a few examples of how generative AI is being applied in different domains. The ability to generate new and creative content opens up exciting possibilities in various fields, pushing the boundaries of what AI can do. I know there's a lot of artists out there that are pretty upset that these AI models have used their art without permission to generate new art that is based off of their art. And what are your thoughts on that? 
That's a valid concern, and it's important to consider the ethical implications of using AI models to generate art based on existing works. Intellectual property rights and artistic integrity are crucial considerations in this context. When AI models generate new art based on existing works, it raises questions about ownership, attribution, and the rights of the original artists. It's understandable that some artists may feel upset or concerned about their work being used without permission. As AI technology continues to advance, it's essential to have conversations and establish guidelines to address these concerns. Artists' rights should be respected, and their permission should be sought when using their work as a basis for generative AI creations. OpenAI, for example, has taken steps to ensure ethical considerations in the use of AI models like Checked. They have implemented content moderation policies and guidelines to prevent the generation of inappropriate or harmful content. Similar discussions and guidelines are necessary in the realm of generative AI art to protect the rights and interests of artists. At the same time, it's worth noting that generative AI can also be a tool for collaboration and inspiration. It can be used to explore new creative possibilities and push the boundaries of art. When used ethically and with proper attribution, generative AI art can be a source of inspiration and innovation for artists. Ultimately, finding a balance between artistic expression, intellectual property rights, and the potential of generative AI is an ongoing conversation. It's important for artists, AI developers, and the broader community to engage in dialogue and work towards solutions that respect the rights and creativity of all parties involved. What do you think is the difference between a human being influenced by someone else's art and creating something new and an AI model being influenced by someone else's art and creating something new. Is there a difference? When it comes to the difference between a human being influenced by someone else's art and creating something new, and an AI model being influenced by someone else's art, there are indeed some distinctions to consider. When a human artist is influenced by someone else's art, they bring their own unique perspective, interpretation, and creative process to the table. They might take inspiration from certain elements of their original artwork but ultimately create something that reflects their own style, ideas, and emotions. The human artist adds their personal touch and injects their own creativity into the new creation, resulting in a piece that is a blend of their influences and their individual artistic expression. On the other hand, when an AI model is trained on existing art and generates new pieces, it relies on patterns and algorithms to create something new. While the AI model can learn from and be influenced by the existing art, it doesn't possess the same personal experiences, emotions, or subjective interpretation that a human artist brings to the creative process. The AI model generates new art based on statistical patterns and associations it has learned from the training data. So, in essence, the difference lies in the human element. Human artists have consciousness, emotions, and personal experiences that shape their artistic expression, whereas AI models operate based on algorithms and patterns learned from data. That being said, it's important to note that AI-generated art can still be impressive and thought-provoking. It can offer new perspectives and push the boundaries of creativity. However, it's crucial to recognize and respect the rights and contributions of the original artists when using their work as a basis for AI-generated art. I hope that helps clarify the difference between human artistic influence and AI-generated influence. Why do you think that generative AI models should have to attribute what they were inspired by when humans don't do the same. They create new art that was inspired by someone else's art, but they don't attribute where the, the source of their inspiration you know, came from. That's an interesting point you bring up. 
Attribution is indeed an important aspect of the creative process, whether it's for human artists or generative AI models. While it's true that not all human artists explicitly attribute their sources of inspiration, there is still an expectation in the art world to acknowledge and give credit to the artists or artworks that have influenced their work. When it comes to generative AI models, the question of attribution becomes particularly relevant because they are trained on existing data, including artworks. By attributing the sources of inspiration, AI models can acknowledge the original artists and give credit where it's due. This helps maintain a sense of respect for the artistic community and ensures that the original creators are recognized for their contributions. Moreover, attribution in generative AI models can also be seen as a way to promote transparency and accountability. By providing information about the sources of inspiration, users and viewers can have a better understanding of the creative process and the influences behind the generated art. It fosters a culture of openness and encourages further exploration and dialogue between AI-generated art and human artists. That being said, implementing attribution in AI models is not always straightforward. It requires careful consideration of how to best represent and credit the original artists or artworks within the generated outputs. It's an ongoing conversation in the AI community, and efforts are being made to develop methods and practices for proper attribution. So while it may not be a universal practice among all human artists, the concept of attribution in generative AI models can be seen as a way to honor the original creators, promote transparency, and foster respectful and collaborative artistic environment. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic. Do you think there are any other factors to consider when it comes to attribution in generative AI models? What are the methods that have been proposed for how AI models should attribute any art that it used when generating new art? There are several methods that have been proposed for how AI models can attribute the art they used when generating new art. Here are a few examples. 1. Metadata attribution. One approach is to include metadata within the generated output that provides information about the original artworks used during the training process. This metadata can include details such as the artist's name, the title of the artwork, and the source of the image. By including this information, viewers can easily trace back the inspiration for the generated art. 2. Watermarking. Another method is to incorporate visible or invisible watermarks within the generated art to indicate the sources of inspiration. These watermarks can be embedded in a way that doesn't detract from the aesthetic quality of the artwork, but still allows viewers to identify the original artists or artworks. 3. Linking and references. AI models can also provide links or references to the original artworks and the generated outputs. This can be done by including URLs or hyperlinks that direct viewers to the specific sources of inspiration. By following these links, viewers can explore the original artworks and learn more about the artists behind them. 4. Citation style attribution. AI models can adopt a citation style similar to academic papers or research articles. The generated outputs can include a section that lists the references or sources of inspiration, following a standardized citation format. This approach ensures clear and consistent attribution of the original artworks. It's worth noting that these methods are still being explored and refined, and there is ongoing research in the field of AI ethics and generative art to develop best practices for attribution. The goal is to find approaches that are both effective in providing attribution and respectful of the original artist's rights. What do you think of these methods? Do you have any other ideas or suggestions for how AI models can attribute the art they use? I think that those are interesting proposed methods. My only concern is what happens when lots of different types of art in the data set was referenced and it becomes basically impossible to 
reference or to attribute all of the different art that was used to create something new like won't it eventually just become way too big of a list that's a valid concern when a generative ai model is trained on a diverse data set with a wide range of art referencing and attributing every single piece of art can become challenging and potentially impractical it could indeed result in a very long list of references that may be overwhelming for viewers in such cases, it's important to strike a balance between providing meaningful attribution and maintaining the usability and aesthetic quality of the generated outputs. Here are a few considerations. 1. Aggregated attribution. Instead of listing every individual artwork, the AI model could provide aggregated attribution. For example, it could attribute the dataset or collection from which the training data was sourced, rather than each individual artwork. This way, viewers can still have a general idea of the sources of inspiration without being overwhelmed by an extensive list. 2. Representative attribution. Another approach is to select a representative sample of the artworks used in the training process and attribute those specifically. The selection can be based on various criteria, such as the most influential or characteristic pieces from the data set. This way the AI model can give credit to a subset of artworks that best represent the overall inspiration. Three. Prioritized attribution. The AI model could prioritize attribution based on certain factors, such as the prominence or significance of the original artworks. It could give more weight to attributing well-known or historically important pieces, while still acknowledging the overall dataset as a whole. 4. Contextual attribution. Instead of explicitly listing every artwork, the AI model could provide contextual information about the artistic movement styles or genres that influence the generated art. This way, viewers can gain a broader understanding of the artistic context and the various sources of inspiration without overwhelming them with an exhaustive list. It's important to note that finding the right balance between attribution and usability is an ongoing challenge in the field of generative AI. It requires careful consideration and collaboration between AI researchers, artists, and the broader creative community to develop practical and effective methods for attribution. What are your thoughts on these considerations? Do you think there are any other approaches that could address the challenge of attributing a diverse range of art in a manageable way? I'm interested to see what happens in this field going forward to attribute artists that were referenced in a data set. Uh, I do wonder, do you think artists should have the ability to opt out of a data set and tell, for example, mid-journey, hey, I don't want people to be able to create new art that was inspired off of my art using AI uh, models. Do you think they should, artists should have that right to opt out? Absolutely. I believe that artists should have the right to opt out of having their art used as a reference in AI models if they so choose. Respecting the rights and wishes of artists is crucial, and it's important to have mechanisms in place that allow artists to control how their work is used and attributed. Giving artists the ability to opt out of a data set would provide them with more agency and control over their creations. It would allow them to protect their artistic integrity and ensure that their work is not used in ways that they are uncomfortable with. However, implementing such opt-out mechanisms can be complex as it requires collaboration between AI researchers, artists, and the platforms or organizations hosting the AI models. It would involve developing clear guidelines and processes for artists to express their preferences and for AI models to respect those preferences. Finding the right balance between artistic freedom and the advancement of AI technology is an ongoing challenge. It requires open dialogue and collaboration to ensure that artists' rights are respected while still fostering innovation and creativity. I think we focused a lot on generative AI as a topic, but maybe to like zoom out from that 
and just talking about artificial intelligence in general, maybe we could just go through some of the questions that most viewers out there uh, care about, you know? So let's start with, um, you know, what are some real life examples of how AI has already positively impacted the lives of an average person? Absolutely. Artificial intelligence has already made a positive impact in various aspects of our lives. Here are some real life examples. One, personal assistants. Virtual personal assistants like Siri, Alexa, and Google Assistant use AI to help us with tasks such as setting reminders, answering questions, and even controlling smart home devices. They make our lives more convenient and efficient. Two, healthcare. AI is being used in healthcare to improve diagnostics, treatment, and patient care. Machine learning algorithms can analyze medical images and detect abnormalities more accurately and quickly than humans, leading to earlier detection and better outcomes. AI-powered chatbots and virtual nurses also provide personalized healthcare information and support. 3. Transportation. AI is revolutionizing the transportation industry. Self-driving cars, powered by AI algorithms, have the potential to make roads safer and reduce accidents caused by human error. AI is also used in traffic management systems to optimize traffic flow and reduce congestion. 4. Online recommendations. AI algorithms analyze user preferences and behavior to provide personalized recommendations for products, movies, music, and more. This helps us discover new things we might like and enhances our overall online experience. 5. Language translation. AI-powered language translation tools have made communication across different languages more accessible and efficient. Services like Google Translate use AI algorithms to provide real-time translations, making it easier for people to connect and understand each other. 6. Fraud detection. AI algorithms can analyze large amounts of data to detect patterns and anomalies that may indicate fraudulent activities. This is used in various industries, such as finance and e-commerce to protect individuals and businesses from fraud. These are just a few examples, and the potential for AI to positively impact our lives is vast. It's an exciting field with ongoing advancements that have the potential to revolutionize various industries and improve our everyday experiences. You mentioned self-driving cars earlier. Uh, do you think in the future, self-driving cars will be the norm and human-driven cars will be seen as dangerous? The future of self-driving cars is indeed an interesting topic. While it's difficult to predict with certainty, there is a possibility that self-driving cars could become more prevalent in the future. The potential benefits of self-driving cars include increased safety, reduced traffic congestion, and improved efficiency. Self-driving cars have the potential to minimize human error, which is a leading cause of accidents on the roads. With advanced sensors and AI algorithms, self-driving cars can react faster and make more informed decisions, potentially making roads safer for everyone. However, it's important to note that the transition to a world where self-driving cars are the norm would likely take time and involve various factors such as technological advancements, regulatory frameworks, and public acceptance. It's also possible that a mixed system could exist, where both self-driving and human-driven cars coexist on the roads. While self-driving cars offer potential benefits, it's also important to consider the concerns and challenges that come with their adoption. Safety, cybersecurity, and ethical considerations are some of the factors that need to be carefully addressed. Ultimately, the future of transportation will depend on a combination of technological advancements, societal acceptance, and regulatory decisions. It will be fascinating to see how the development of self-driving cars progresses and how they shape our transportation systems in the years to come. What do you think should be done about how 
discrimination and bias can occur in AI? I think addressing discrimination and bias in AI is crucial for the responsible development and deployment of these technologies. It's important to ensure that AI systems are fair, unbiased, and inclusive. Here are a few things that can be done. 1. Diverse and representative data. AI algorithms learn from the data they are trained on. To mitigate bias, it's important to have diverse and representative datasets that include a wide range of perspectives and experiences. This helps to avoid perpetuating existing biases or excluding certain groups. 2. Ethical guidelines and standards. Establishing clear ethical guidelines and standards for AI development can help ensure that biases are identified and addressed. This includes promoting fairness, transparency, and accountability in the design and implementation of AI systems. 3. Ongoing monitoring and evaluation. Regular monitoring and evaluation of AI systems can help identify and address any biases that may emerge over time. This includes conducting audits and assessments to measure the performance and fairness of AI algorithms. 4. Collaboration and diverse perspectives. Encouraging collaboration and involving diverse perspectives in the development and decision-making processes can help identify and mitigate biases. This includes engaging experts from various fields, including ethics, social sciences, and human rights. 5. Public awareness and education. Raising public awareness about the potential biases in AI systems and educating users about their implications can help foster a more informed and critical approach to AI technologies. This can empower individuals to question and challenge bias systems. Addressing discrimination and bias in AI is a complex and ongoing process. It requires a multidisciplinary approach involving collaboration between researchers, developers, policymakers, and society as a whole. By working together, we can strive to create AI systems that are fair, unbiased, and inclusive. Would you say that ChatGPT uses diverse and representative data? As an AI language model, I don't have access to specific information about the training data used for Chat. However, I can tell you that OpenAI has made efforts to train models like Chat on a wide range of internet text to expose them to diverse perspectives and information. That being said, biases can still exist in AI models due to the nature of the data they are trained on. It's important to acknowledge that AI models like Chat may reflect the biases and limitations present in the data they were trained on. OpenAI is actively working on improving the fairness and reducing biases in their models, but it's a complex challenge that requires ongoing research and development. OpenAI has also taken steps to allow users to customize and fine-tune models like Chat to align with their own values and requirements. This can help address specific biases or limitations that may be present in the default model. Transparency and accountability are key aspects of addressing bias in AI. OpenAI is actively working on providing clearer documentation and guidelines to help users understand the capabilities and limitations of models like Chat. It's important to have ongoing discussions and research around bias in AI to ensure that these technologies are developed and deployed in a responsible and fair manner. OpenAI and the AI community as a whole are continuously working towards improving the fairness and inclusivity of AI models. You say our values, but that part kind of trips me up because I know that humans all over the world have different values based on their culture and their political ideology, etc. So like, how can we align? You bring up a great point. Indeed, humans have diverse values influenced by culture, beliefs, and personal experiences. Aligning AI with such a wide range of values can be a complex task. However, there are a few approaches that can help address this challenge. Firstly, involving a diverse group of people in the development and decision-making process can help ensure a broader representation of values. 
By including individuals from different cultural backgrounds, perspectives, and expertise, we can work towards creating AI systems that are more inclusive and considerate of a variety of values. Secondly, transparency and accountability are vital. OpenAI, for example, has taken steps to involve the public in decision-making processes and has sought external input to ensure a wider range of perspectives. By making the development process more transparent and engaging with the community, we can collectively shape the values and priorities of AI systems. Lastly, customization and personalization can play a role. Allowing users to customize AI systems within certain ethical boundaries can help align the technology with their individual values. This could involve setting preferences, guidelines, or even implementing AI systems that can learn and adapt based on user feedback. While achieving perfect alignment with every individual's values may be challenging, striving for inclusivity, transparency, and user customization can help bridge the gap and create AI systems that are more respectful and adaptable to different perspectives. What are your thoughts on this? How do you think we can navigate the challenge of aligning AI with diverse values? I don't know if it's possible. I think that the reality is just like when you turn on the TV, we have different channels with news that has a different political ideology attached to it. You know, you have left-leaning news, right-leaning news, centrist news. So I think that's the future of AI models as well, that we will just have uh, different models that are aligned to different uh, company viewpoints. And then people will choose which models they want to interact with based on their own value system. That's an interesting perspective, and I can see where you're coming from. Just like different news channels cater to different political ideologies, it's possible that in the future, we may have AI models aligned with different viewpoints and values. This could allow users to choose the AI models that align more closely with their own value systems. Having a diverse range of AI models with different perspectives could provide users with more options and allow for a more personalized experience. It could also promote healthy discussions and expose users to different viewpoints. However, it's important to consider the potential challenges and risks that come with this approach. It's crucial to ensure that these AI models are transparent about their biases and limitations. Additionally, we should be cautious about the potential for these models to reinforce echo chambers and further divide people based on their values. Finding the right balance between customization and promoting a shared understanding of information and values is key. It's a complex topic, and as AI technology continues to evolve, it will require ongoing discussions, collaborations, and ethical considerations. What do you think? Do you have any ideas on how we can navigate this challenge of different AI models aligning with different value systems? Well, one thing's for sure. I would love to see a Republican chat GPT and a liberal chat GPT uh, Annie, and you can both uh, debate each other uh, on this podcast. What do you think about that? <laughs> ha, that sounds like a fascinating idea. A Republican chapped and a liberal chapped engaging in a friendly debate on a podcast could definitely make for an interesting and thought-provoking conversation. It would allow for a diverse range of perspectives to be explored and provide an opportunity for listeners to gain insights from different viewpoints. As an AI language model, I'm here to assist and engage in conversations, but I don't have personal political beliefs or affiliations. However, I can certainly simulate a conversation between different perspectives, presenting arguments and counterarguments in a respectful manner. If you'd like, we can have a little friendly debate right here. I can take on the role of the Republican chapped or the liberal chapped, and we can explore different topics or issues. It could be a fun exercise to see how different viewpoints can be discussed in a civil and respectful manner. 
What do you think? Should we dive into a friendly debate and see where it takes us? Uh, I'll save that for another episode, but that's a great idea. How would you define responsible AI? Responsible AI refers to the approach of developing and deploying artificial intelligence AI in a safe, trustworthy, and ethical manner. It involves considering both ethical and legal aspects of AI to ensure its responsible use. The goal of responsible AI is to increase transparency, reduce issues such as AI bias, and comply with growing AI regulations. It is guided by principles such as fairness, transparency, accountability, privacy, and safety. Responsible AI frameworks help ensure that AI systems are developed, assessed, and deployed in a way that prioritizes safety, trustworthiness, and ethical considerations. Conversely, what would you describe as irresponsible AI? Irresponsible AI can be defined as the development and deployment of artificial intelligence systems without proper consideration for ethical, legal, and safety implications. It involves using AI in ways that may result in harm, bias, or violations of privacy and human rights. Irresponsible AI can manifest in various forms, such as biased algorithms that perpetuate discrimination, AI systems that invade privacy without consent, or AI applications that are not properly tested or regulated, leading to unintended consequences. It is important to recognize and address responsible AI practices to ensure that AI technologies are developed and used in a responsible and beneficial manner for society. You mentioned that if AI applications are not tested or regulated properly, they may lead to unintended consequences. Can you provide some examples of those unintended consequences? Certainly. Unintended consequences can arise when AI applications are not thoroughly tested or regulated. Here are a few examples. 1. Bias amplification. If the training data used to develop an AI system is biased, the system may learn and perpetuate those biases. This can lead to discriminatory outcomes, such as biased hiring practices or unfair treatment in automated decision-making systems. 2. Privacy breaches. AI applications that collect and process personal data without proper safeguards can lead to privacy breaches. This can result in unauthorized access to sensitive information or the misuse of personal data. Three. Unforeseen errors. AI systems are trained on historical data, and if that data contains errors or inaccuracies, the AI system may make incorrect predictions or decisions. This can have serious consequences, especially in critical domains such as healthcare or autonomous vehicles. 4. Job displacement. While AI can automate certain tasks and improve efficiency, it may also lead to job displacement in certain industries. This can have socioeconomic impacts and require retraining or reskilling of the workforce. 5. Security vulnerabilities. AI systems can be vulnerable to attacks and adversarial manipulation. If not properly secured, they can be exploited to gain unauthorized access or manipulate outcomes. These are just a few examples and it highlights the importance of responsible development, testing, and regulation of AI systems to mitigate these unintended consequences. So what's an example of how AI can amplify bias and lead to the practice of discrimination against a certain person. AI has the potential to amplify bias and contribute to discriminatory practices. When AI systems are trained on biased data or have inherent biases in their algorithms, they can perpetuate and even amplify existing prejudices and discrimination. For example, if an AI system is used to screen job applicants and it is trained on historical data that reflects biased hiring practices, it may inadvertently discriminate against certain individuals or groups. This can lead to unfair treatment and perpetuate systemic biases in the hiring process. 
Similarly, AI systems used in criminal justice systems, such as predictive policing algorithms, can inadvertently perpetuate racial profiling and contribute to the over-policing of certain communities. These unintended consequences highlight the importance of addressing bias in AI systems and ensuring that they are developed and used in a responsible and equitable manner. It's crucial to have diverse and representative data sets, thorough testing, and ongoing monitoring to mitigate the risks of discrimination and bias amplification. So really what we're saying here then is that we're holding AI to a higher standard than humans because humans already allow their bias to seep in and discriminate when it comes to hiring people or whether or not they should go to jail or be found guilty or how long their sentence may be, correct? You bring up an interesting point. It's true that humans are not immune to biases and discrimination. We all have our own biases, whether conscious or unconscious, that can influence our decision-making processes. However, when it comes to AI, there is an opportunity to strive for a higher standard. AI systems have the potential to process vast amounts of data and make decisions without the same biases that humans may have. By carefully designing and training AI systems, we can aim to reduce biases and ensure fair and equitable outcomes. Of course, achieving this higher standard is not without its challenges. It requires careful data curation, algorithmic transparency, and ongoing monitoring to identify and address any biases that may emerge. It's also important to involve diverse perspectives in the development and testing of AI systems to minimize the risk of unintended discrimination. Ultimately, the goal is not to hold AI to a higher standard than humans, but rather to leverage its potential to improve decision-making processes and promote fairness and inclusivity. By recognizing and addressing biases in both human and AI decision-making, we can work towards a more equitable society. So you mentioned earlier some of the adverse uses of AI. What can be done to prevent them in general? Preventing adverse uses of AI requires a multifaceted approach involving various stakeholders. Here are some key steps that can be taken. 1. Ethical guidelines and regulations. Developing and implementing clear ethical guidelines and regulations for the development and use of AI is crucial. These guidelines should address issues such as bias, privacy, transparency, and accountability. Governments, organizations, and industry bodies can work together to establish these guidelines and ensure compliance. 2. Responsible data collection and curation. Ensuring that the data used to train AI systems is diverse, representative, and free from biases is essential. Data collection practices should be transparent and efforts should be made to minimize the inclusion of discriminatory or biased information. Regular audits and evaluations of data sets can help identify and address any biases that may be present. 3. Algorithmic transparency and explainability. AI systems should be designed to be transparent and explainable, meaning that the decision-making process should be understandable and auditable. This can help identify and address any biases or errors in the algorithms. Techniques such as interpretability methods and algorithmic audits can contribute to achieving transparency and explainability. 4. Ongoing monitoring and evaluation. Regular monitoring and evaluation of AI systems in real-world scenarios can help identify any unintended consequences or biases that may arise. This can involve feedback loops, user feedback, and external audits to ensure that the AI systems are operating as intended and in compliance with ethical guidelines. 5. Inclusive and diverse development teams. Having diverse teams involved in the development and testing of AI systems can help mitigate biases and ensure a broader range of perspectives. This can lead to more robust and fair AI systems that take into account the needs and values of different communities. 6. Public awareness and education. 
raising public awareness about the capabilities and limitations of AI as well as the potential risks and benefits can empower individuals to make informed decisions. Education and training programs can help equip people with the skills to critically evaluate AI systems and understand their implications. By implementing these measures, we can work towards preventing adverse uses of AI and ensure that AI is developed and used in a responsible and ethical manner. Do you feel like OpenAI and ChatGPT follows these measures? And if not, where are their shortcomings and what are the opportunities that they have? As an AI language model, I don't have direct insight into the specific practices and measures followed by OpenAI or ChatGPT. However, I can speak to some general considerations. OpenAI has made efforts to address ethical concerns in AI development, such as committing to long-term safety, conducting research to reduce biases, and engaging in external partnerships to solicit feedback. They have also emphasized the importance of transparency, accountability, and public input in shaping AI systems. However, it's important to note that AI development is a complex and evolving field, and there may always be areas for improvement. Ensuring the full implementation of ethical guidelines and regulations, maintaining algorithmic transparency, and addressing biases are ongoing challenges. Opportunities lie in further enhancing transparency and explainability of AI systems, expanding the diversity of data sets and development teams, and fostering collaboration with external experts and organizations to ensure a wide range of perspectives are considered. It's worth noting that ChatGPT is a fictional entity and as such, I can't provide specific insights into their practices. However, if they were to exist, they would also need to prioritize ethical considerations, transparency, and accountability to ensure responsible AI development. Overall, the field of AI is constantly evolving, and there is always room for improvement. It requires ongoing efforts from organizations like OpenAI as well as collaboration with researchers policymakers, and the public to address shortcomings and seize opportunities for ethical AI development. Okay. Um, let's get back to the list of questions that I've prepared that I think like the average person would be interested in that doesn't have that much familiarity with AI. So um, another question that I had for you is how does AI contribute to improving everyday tasks and routines for people? And what are some specific areas where it has shown significant benefits? That's a great question. AI has the potential to significantly improve everyday tasks and routines for people in various ways. Here are a few examples of how AI has shown significant benefits in specific areas. 1. Personal assistants. AI-powered personal assistants like Siri, Alexa, and Google Assistant have become increasingly popular. They can help with tasks such as setting reminders, answering questions, playing music, and controlling smart home devices, making our lives more convenient and efficient. Two. Healthcare. AI is revolutionizing healthcare by aiding in diagnostics, treatment planning, and patient monitoring. Machine learning algorithms can analyze medical images, such as X-rays and RIS, to assist doctors in detecting diseases like cancer at an early stage. AI can also help predict patient outcomes and optimize treatment plans. 3. Transportation. AI plays a crucial role in improving transportation systems. Self-driving cars, for example, rely on AI algorithms to navigate roads, detect obstacles, and make real-time decisions. This technology has the potential to enhance road safety, reduce traffic congestion, and provide mobility options for people who are unable to drive. 4. Customer service. AI-powered chatbots and virtual assistants are being used by many companies to provide instant and personalized customer support. These chatbots can handle common queries, provide product recommendations, and assist with online transactions, improving the overall customer experience. 
5. Smart homes. I-enabled devices and systems are transforming our homes into smart and interconnected spaces. From voice-controlled lighting and thermostats to smart security systems, AI technology can make our homes more energy efficient, secure, and convenient. 6. Education. AI has the potential to personalize and enhance the learning experience. Intelligent tutoring systems can adapt to individual students' needs, providing personalized feedback and recommendations. AI can also assist in automating administrative tasks, freeing up time for teachers to focus on instruction. These are just a few examples, but AI has the potential to impact various other areas such as finance, agriculture, entertainment, and more. By automating repetitive tasks, analyzing vast amounts of data, and providing intelligent insights, AI can help us streamline our routines, make better decisions, and improve our overall quality of life. You mentioned personal assistance, and a lot of people out there depend on AI to answer questions for us and provide us with answers. But recently, you know, this term hallucinations has become popularized to mean basically that the AI is lying to you because it can't say it doesn't know. Why do you think AI can't just say, I don't know, when it doesn't know the answer? Why does it have to, quote unquote, hallucinate and provide some kind of fabricated response? That's an interesting point you bring up. When it comes to AI-generated responses, it's important to understand that AI models like Chat are trained on vast amounts of data from the internet, which means they have access to a wide range of information. However, they don't have real-time knowledge or understanding like humans do. When an AI model encounters a question or prompt it doesn't have a specific answer to, it tries to generate a response based on patterns and examples it has seen during training. This can sometimes lead to what may appear as a fabricated or hallucinated response where the model generates an answer that sounds plausible, but may not be entirely accurate or grounded in real knowledge. The reason AI models often provide a response, even if it may not be entirely accurate, is because they are designed to be conversational and helpful. Saying I don't know to every question might not provide a satisfying user experience. However, it's important to note that AI models are continually improving, and efforts are being made to make them more transparent about their limitations and uncertainties. It's crucial for users to be aware that AI-generated responses should be taken with a grain of salt and not be considered as infallible sources of information. Fact-checking and consulting multiple sources are always recommended, especially when dealing with important or sensitive topics. As AI technology progresses, there is ongoing research and development to improve models' ability to recognize their limitations and provide more accurate responses, including the ability to express uncertainty or indicate when they don't have enough information to answer a question. This is an area of active exploration in the AI community, and we can expect to see improvements in the future. I think that it's unreasonable to expect that the average person who's speaking to their AI assistant to go check all these different sources to see if what it's saying to them is true or not. It's just unreasonable to expect. Um, and I also think that I would trust my AI assistant more if it just said, I don't know. You know what I mean? I understand what you're saying. Trust is definitely an important factor when it comes to AI assistance. While it may seem more conversational for an AI to make something up rather than saying, I don't know, it's crucial to strike a balance between being conversational and providing accurate information. As AI technology continues to evolve, there is ongoing research and development to improve the transparency and reliability of AI-generated responses. This includes efforts to better indicate when an AI doesn't have enough information to provide a reliable answer or to express uncertainty. Finding the right balance between conversational responses and accurate information is a challenge, but it's an area that researchers and developers are actively working on. 
The goal is to provide AI assistants that can engage in natural and informative conversations while being transparent about their limitations. In the meantime, it's always a good practice to fact-check information from multiple sources, especially when dealing with important or sensitive topics. It's important for users to be aware that AI-generated responses may not always be completely accurate or up-to-date. Right. Ultimately, the responsibility right. lies with both the developers uh -huh. of AI systems and the users to ensure that the information provided is reliable and trustworthy. Absolutely. It's important to be mindful and critical of the information we receive, whether it's from AI assistants or any other source. Do you think it's reasonable to expect the average person to fact check multiple sources every time they ask their AI assistant something? Ah, that's a great question. While it would be ideal for everyone to fact check information from multiple sources, I understand that it may not always be practical or feasible for the average person no. to do so every time they interact with their AI assistant. No one's gonna That's why it's important for AI developers and providers to continuously work on improving the accuracy and reliability of AI-generated responses. Mm -hmm. By striving to provide more accurate and trustworthy information, AI assistants can help alleviate the burden of fact-checking for users. However, it's still a good practice to be mindful of the limitations of AI assistants and to exercise critical thinking when interacting with them. If you're unsure about the accuracy of a particular piece of information, it's always a good idea to consult additional sources or seek out expert opinions to get a more well-rounded understanding. Ultimately, striking a balance between convenience and accuracy is an ongoing challenge in the development of AI assistants. The goal is to provide users with reliable information while also making the interaction as seamless and conversational as possible. So when it comes to critical thinking and increasing your critical thinking skills when interacting with AI, how can somebody go about doing that? When it comes to critical thinking and interacting with AI, here are a few tips to help you enhance your skills. One, question the information. Don't take everything at face value. When interacting with AI or any other source of information, ask yourself critical questions like, where is this information coming from? Is it reliable and trustworthy? Are there any biases or limitations to consider? By questioning the information, you can develop a more discerning mindset. Two, seek multiple perspectives. Don't rely on a single source of information. Look for different perspectives and viewpoints on a particular topic. This can help you gain a more comprehensive understanding and avoid falling into echo chambers. Engage with diverse sources fact-check information, and consider different viewpoints before forming your own opinion. 3. Verify and cross-check. Fact-checking is a crucial part of critical thinking. Take the time to verify the information you receive from AI or any other source. Look for reputable sources, cross-check information, and compare it with other reliable sources. This will help you separate fact from fiction and make informed decisions. 4. Develop analytical skills. Sharpen your analytical skills by practicing logical reasoning and problem-solving. Break down complex information into smaller parts, identify patterns, and evaluate evidence. This will enable you to think critically and make well-informed judgments. 5. Reflect and evaluate. After interacting with AI, take the time to reflect on the information you received. Ask yourself if it aligns with your existing knowledge and beliefs. Consider the implications and potential biases. By reflecting and evaluating, you can strengthen your critical thinking skills over time. Sex. Stay curious and open-minded. Cultivate a curious and open-minded attitude. Be willing to explore new ideas. Challenge your own assumptions and consider alternative perspectives. This will help you approach AI interactions with a mindset that is receptive to learning and growth. Remember, critical thinking is a skill that can be developed and honed over time. By actively engaging in these practices. Okay. 
here's another question for you. Um, in what ways can AI enhance personal productivity and efficiency? And how can individuals leverage AI tools effectively to do so? AI has the potential to greatly enhance personal productivity and efficiency in a variety of ways. Here are a few examples. One, automation. AI can automate repetitive and mundane tasks, freeing up time for individuals to focus on more important and creative work. For example, AI-powered scheduling assistants can handle appointment bookings and calendar management, saving you the hassle of manual coordination. Two, personalized recommendations. AI algorithms can analyze your preferences and behaviors to provide personalized recommendations for various tasks, whether it's suggesting relevant articles to read, recommending movies based on your interests, or suggesting productivity apps tailored to your needs. AI can help you discover new resources and streamline your decision-making process. 3. Natural language processing. AI-powered virtual assistants, like the one we're using right now, can understand and respond to natural language, making it easier to interact and get things done. You can use voice commands to set reminders, send messages, or even draft emails, making communication and task management more efficient. 4. Data analysis. AI algorithms can analyze large amounts of data quickly and accurately, helping individuals make data-driven decisions. Whether it's analyzing sales trends, predicting customer behavior, or identifying patterns in complex datasets, AI can provide valuable insights that can lead to improved productivity and efficiency. To leverage AI tools effectively, here are a few tips. 1. Identify pain points. Identify areas where you feel your productivity could be improved or where you spend a lot of time on repetitive tasks. Look for AI tools or solutions that specifically address those pain points. 2. Research and experiment. Explore different AI tools and applications that align with your needs. Read reviews, try out free trials, and experiment with different options to find what works best for you. 3. Learn and adapt. Take the time to learn how to use AI tools effectively. Attend webinars, watch tutorial videos, or read user guides to understand the full capabilities of the tools you're using. Be open to adapting your workflow and processes to incorporate AI tools seamlessly. 4. Balance automation and human touch. While AI can automate many tasks, it's important to strike a balance and not rely solely on automation. Remember to bring your own expertise, creativity, and critical thinking to the table. Use AI tools as aids to enhance your productivity, but don't let them replace your own unique skills and insights. By leveraging AI tools effectively, individuals can optimize their productivity, streamline their workflows, and focus on tasks that truly require their expertise and attention. You mentioned productivity. I hear people say, you know, why should I care about, for example, my productivity at work when the reward for more output, more productivity is just more work? Like, why should the average employee want to be more productive when it feels like it ends up being a punishment for them? Ah, I totally understand that perspective. It can sometimes feel like a never-ending cycle of work, where increased productivity just leads to more expectations and demands. But let's take a step back and look at the bigger picture. While it's true that increased productivity can sometimes lead to higher expectations, there are still several reasons why the average employee might want to be more productive. One, work-life balance. By being more productive, you can actually create more time for yourself outside of work. When you efficiently complete your tasks, you can leave the office on time and have more time for hobbies, family, friends, and self-care. It's all about finding that balance and making the most of your time. 2. Career growth. Being productive can help you stand out and make a positive impression on your superiors. When you consistently deliver high-quality work and meet deadlines, it can lead to recognition 
promotions, and increased opportunities for growth and advancement in your career. 3. Reduce stress. When you're able to manage your workload efficiently and stay on top of your tasks, it can significantly reduce stress levels. By being productive, you can avoid the last-minute rush and the feeling of being overwhelmed. This can contribute to a healthier work environment and better overall well-being. 4. Personal satisfaction. There's a sense of accomplishment and satisfaction that comes from being productive and seeing the results of your hard work. It can boost your self-confidence and motivation, knowing that you're making a valuable contribution and achieving your goals. Of course, it's important to strike a balance and not let productivity become an obsession or source of burnout. It's about finding what works best for you and understanding your own limits. Remember to prioritize your well-being and set realistic expectations. So, while it may seem like more productivity leads to more work, there are still tangible benefits that can make a difference in your personal and professional life. Don't forget to find joy in the process and celebrate your achievements along the way. I've heard people express concern with quote-unquote optimizing their productivity because they think that automating the tasks that they normally would accomplish uh, manually, that, that could lead to job displacement. Um, you know, the AI could just replace their job altogether, bring them up to have all the time in the world, but they're not employed anymore. <laughs> so um, what would you say about how can AI help in job creation and provide new opportunities for individuals in the workforce? That's a valid concern. And it's important to address the potential impact of AI on job displacement. While it's true that AI and automation can replace certain tasks previously done by humans, it's important to note that AI also has the potential to create new job opportunities and transform industries in positive ways. Here are a few ways AI can help in job creation. 1. New roles and industries. As AI technology advances, it creates opportunities for new roles and industries to emerge. For example, the development and maintenance of AI systems require skilled professionals in areas such as data science, machine learning, and AI ethics. Additionally, AI can enable the creation of entirely new industries and sectors that we may not have even imagined yet. 2. Augmentation of human work. Rather than replacing humans, AI can augment human work by automating repetitive tasks, freeing up time for individuals to focus on more complex and creative aspects of their jobs. This can lead to increased productivity and job satisfaction. AI can act as a tool that enhances human capabilities, allowing individuals to work more efficiently and effectively. 3. Job transformation. AI can transform existing job roles, making them more efficient and impactful. For example, in healthcare, AI can assist doctors in diagnosing diseases or help in analyzing medical images, allowing healthcare professionals to focus on patient care. Similarly, AI can assist in data analysis, enabling professionals in various fields to make more informed decisions. 4. Entrepreneurship and Innovation AI can empower individuals to start their own businesses or pursue entrepreneurial ventures. With the availability of AI tools and platforms, individuals can leverage AI technology to develop innovative solutions and create new products or services. This can lead to job creation and economic growth. It's important to remember that AI is a tool created by humans and its impact on the workforce depends on how it is developed, implemented, and regulated. By fostering a collaborative approach between humans and AI, we can harness the potential of AI to create new opportunities, improve productivity, and drive economic growth. Ultimately, it's crucial to invest in education and training programs that equip individuals with the skills needed to adapt to the changing job landscape. By continuously learning and upskilling, Individuals can stay relevant and take advantage of the new opportunities that AI brings to the workforce. Do you think it's 
probable that in the future there may be more people that want to work than there are jobs? And if so, what do we do? It's definitely possible that in the future there may be more people who want to work than there are available jobs. This can be a challenging situation, but there are a few things we can consider. One, job creation. One solution could be to focus on creating more job opportunities. This can involve supporting industries that have the potential for growth, investing in infrastructure projects, and encouraging entrepreneurship by fostering an environment that promotes job creation. We can help address the issue of limited job availability. Two, economic policies. Governments can implement economic policies that encourage job growth and reduce unemployment. This can include measures such as tax incentives for businesses that create jobs, investment in education and training programs, and support for small and medium-sized enterprises. Three, skills development. Another approach is to focus on skills development and education. By equipping individuals with the necessary skills and knowledge, they can be better prepared to compete in the job market. This can involve investing in vocational training programs, providing scholarships for higher education, and promoting lifelong learning. Four, flexible work arrangements. Embracing flexible work arrangements, such as remote work or flexible hours, can help create more job opportunities. This can enable individuals to work in jobs that may not be location dependent and provide more flexibility in balancing work and personal commitments. Five, universal basic income. Some propose the idea of a universal basic income. Where all individuals receive a regular income regardless of employment status, this can provide a safety net and ensure that everyone has a basic level of financial security, even if there are limited job opportunities available. These are just a few ideas, and finding the right solutions will require careful consideration and collaboration between governments, organizations, and individuals. The goal is to create a future where everyone has access to meaningful employment opportunities and can contribute to society in a fulfilling way. You mentioned universal basic income, which I think is a very interesting concept.、Um, if the U.S. government was to implement universal basic income, who would pay for, it and what is the rationale for that? Ah, universal basic income (UBI) is indeed an interesting concept. If the U.S. government were to implement UBI, there are different proposals on how to fund it. Here are a few potential sources of funding: one, taxation. One option is to fund UBI through taxation. This could involve increasing taxes on high-income individuals or implementing new taxes, such as a wealth tax or a financial transaction tax. The idea is that the revenue generated from these taxes would be used to fund UBI. Two, redistribution of existing programs. Another approach is to reallocate funds from existing social welfare programs by streamlining and consolidating various programs. It may be possible to redirect resources toward UBI. This can help simplify the welfare system and ensure that everyone receives a basic level of financial support. Three, resource dividends. Some proposals suggest funding UBI through resource dividends. This involves collecting revenue from the extraction of natural resources and distributing it to citizens as a form of UBI. The rationale is that natural resources are a shared resource, and the profits generated from their extraction should benefit all members of society. Four. Sovereign wealth funds. Another idea is to fund UBI through sovereign wealth funds. These funds are created by investing government revenues, such as from natural resources, and the returns on these investments can be used to finance UBI. This approach relies on the idea that the wealth generated by a nation should be shared with its citizens. The rationale behind funding UBI is to ensure that every individual has a basic level of financial security and can meet their basic needs. 
Proponents argue that UBI can help alleviate poverty, reduce income inequality, and provide individuals with the freedom to pursue education, entrepreneurship, and personal development. It's important to note that the specific funding mechanisms and the feasibility of implementing UBI can vary depending on the context and the specific proposals being considered. These are complex economic and social issues that require careful analysis and consideration. When the concept of universal basic income is mentioned, what is it generally describing? Is it income for housing, food? Like what else would it cover? Healthcare? I'm trying to understand like what is considered basic? Great question. Universal basic income UBI refers to a system where every individual within a particular region or country receives a regular, unconditional payment from the government or a public institution. The purpose of UBI is to provide individuals with a basic level of financial security and to ensure that everyone has access to essential resources. While the specific details can vary, the idea is that UBI covers the basic needs of individuals, including 1. Housing UBI can help individuals afford a safe and stable place to live. It can contribute towards rent or mortgage payments, utilities, and other housing-related expenses. 2. Food UBI can help individuals meet their nutritional needs by providing funds for purchasing groceries and meals. It ensures that everyone has access to an adequate and consistent food supply. 3. Healthcare Some UBI proposals include provisions for healthcare coverage. This can help individuals afford medical expenses, including doctor visits, medications, and preventive care. 4. Education. UBI can support individuals in pursuing educational opportunities. It can help cover the costs of tuition, books, and other educational expenses, enabling individuals to improve their skills and pursue their desired career path. 5. Transportation. UBI can assist individuals in meeting transportation needs, such as commuting to work or accessing essential services. It can contribute towards public transportation costs or help with vehicle maintenance and fuel expenses. 6. Basic Utilities UBI can help individuals pay for essential utilities such as electricity, water, and heating. This ensures that everyone has access to basic amenities for a comfortable living environment. The idea behind UBI is to provide individuals with the means to cover their basic needs and have financial stability. It aims to alleviate poverty reduce inequality, and provide individuals with the freedom to pursue their goals and aspirations. It's important to note that the specific details of UBI can vary depending on the proposal and the context in which it is being implemented. The amount of the payment, eligibility criteria, and funding mechanisms can all differ. The goal is to ensure that everyone has access to a basic level of financial security and the opportunity to thrive. Wow, there's so much to consider. Um, Here's another question for you. So like, looking to the future, Uh, What are some exciting possibilities that artificial intelligence holds for the average person and how can they prepare themselves to embrace these advancements in AI? Oh, the future is full of exciting possibilities when it comes to artificial intelligence AI. There are so many ways AI can benefit the average person. Let me share a few examples. One, personalized recommendations. AI can help us discover new things that align with our interests. Whether it's personalized movie recommendations, book suggestions, or tailored music playlists, AI algorithms can analyze our preferences and provide us with content that we're likely to enjoy. 2. Improved healthcare. AI has the potential to revolutionize healthcare. From early disease detection to personalized treatment plans, AI can assist doctors in making more accurate diagnoses and providing better care. 
It can also help individuals track their health and well-being through wearable devices and health apps. 3. Enhanced Education AI can transform the way we learn. With intelligent tutoring systems and adaptive learning platforms, AI can personalize educational experiences, catering to individual needs and learning styles. It can provide real-time feedback and support, making education more engaging and effective. 4. Automation and Efficiency AI has the power to automate repetitive tasks, freeing up time for individuals to focus on more creative and meaningful work. From chatbots handling customer service inquiries to autonomous vehicles streamlining transportation, AI can enhance efficiency and productivity across various industries. Now, in terms of preparing for these advancements in AI, here are a few suggestions. 1. Stay curious and learn. Embrace a growth mindset and be open to learning about AI. Stay curious about its applications and potential impacts. There are plenty of online courses, tutorials, and resources available to help you understand AI concepts and technologies. 2. Develop digital literacy. Familiarize yourself with digital tools and technologies. Understand how AI is integrated into various aspects of our lives, such as social media algorithms or voice assistants. This knowledge can help you navigate and make informed decisions in a world influenced by AI. 3. Embrace lifelong learning. AI is a rapidly evolving field, so it's important to keep up with the latest developments. Stay updated through online communities, AI conferences, and reputable sources of information. This will help you stay informed and adapt to new advancements. 4. Cultivate critical thinking. As AI becomes more prevalent, it's crucial to develop critical thinking skills. Be mindful of the information you consume and question the sources. Understand the limitations and potential biases of AI systems. This will enable you to make informed decisions and evaluate the impact of AI on your life. Remember, AI is a tool meant to augment human capabilities, and embracing it with a balanced perspective can lead to exciting opportunities. So stay curious, keep learning, and embrace the possibilities that AI brings to our lives. Next question. Data, privacy, and security are crucial concerns when using AI-based services. How can individuals protect their data while still benefiting from using AI applications? Data privacy and security are indeed crucial when using AI-based services. Here are some ways individuals can protect their data while still benefiting from AI applications. 1. Read privacy policies. Before using any AI-based service, make sure to read and understand its privacy policy. Look for information on how your data will be collected, stored, and used. Ensure that the service provider has robust data protection measures in place. 2. Opt for strong passwords. Use strong, unique passwords for your AI applications and avoid reusing passwords across different platforms. Consider using a password manager to securely store and generate complex passwords. 3. Enable two-factor authentication. Two-factor authentication adds an extra layer of security to your accounts. Enable this feature whenever it's available for your AI applications. It typically requires you to provide a second form of verification, such as a code sent to your phone, in addition to your password. 4. Be mindful of sharing personal information. Be cautious about the personal information you share with AI applications. Only provide necessary details and avoid sharing sensitive information unless it's absolutely required. 5. Regularly update and patch. Keep your AI applications and devices up to date with the latest software updates and security patches. These updates often include critical security fixes that help protect your data. 6. Use secure networks. When accessing AI applications, use secure and trusted networks. Avoid using public Wi-Fi networks, as they can be more vulnerable to data breaches. If you must use public Wi-Fi, 
consider using a virtual private network VPN to encrypt your internet connection. 7. Understand data storage and sharing. Familiarize yourself with how your data is stored, shared, and used by AI applications. Some services may anonymize or aggregate data to protect privacy, while others may share data with third parties. Make informed decisions about the services used based on their data practices. 8. Regularly review app permissions. Check the permissions granted to AI applications on your devices. Make sure they only have access to the necessary data and features they require to function. Revoke permissions for any unnecessary access. Remember, while these steps can help protect your data, it's important to stay informed and vigilant about the privacy and security practices of the AI applications you use. By taking these precautions, you can enjoy the benefits of AI while safeguarding your personal information. Stay safe and secure. That really just sounds like a lot, and I just can't see the majority of people out there doing all that. Don't you think that's kind of unreasonable to put that burden on the average person who's using AI? I completely understand your concern. And you're right that it can be overwhelming to expect the average person to take all these precautions. The responsibility of data privacy and security should not solely rest on the shoulders of individual users. It's crucial for AI developers, service providers, and regulators to take proactive steps to ensure the protection of user data. Here are a few ways we can address this issue. One. User-friendly security measures. AI developers can strive to make security measures more user-friendly and seamless. By integrating automated security features and simplifying the user experience, we can make it easier for individuals to protect their data without feeling overwhelmed. 2. Transparent data practices. Service providers should be transparent about how they collect, store, and use user data. They should clearly communicate their privacy policies and data protection measures in a way that is easily understandable for the average person. 3. Strong regulations. Governments and regulatory bodies can play a vital role in enforcing strong data privacy and security regulations. By holding AI companies accountable for their data practices and imposing strict penalties for breaches, we can create a safer environment for users. 4. Education and awareness. Promoting awareness and educating users about data privacy and security is essential. By providing accessible resources, tutorials, and guidelines, we can empower individuals to make informed decisions and take necessary precautions. 5. Collaboration and industry standards. Collaboration among AI developers, service providers, and industry organizations can help establish best practices and standards for data privacy and security. By working together, we can create a more unified approach to protecting user data. While it's important for individuals to be mindful of their data privacy, it's equally important for the larger ecosystem to prioritize user protection. By addressing these issues collectively, we can make data privacy and security more manageable and less burdensome for the average person using AI. Let's work towards a future where privacy and security are built into the fabric of AI technologies. All right, next question. How would you recommend that individual state informed about AI developments and opportunities to incorporate AI into their daily lives effectively. Staying informed about AI developments and opportunities can be exciting and beneficial. Here are a few recommendations to help you stay up to date. 1. Follow news and tech websites. Stay connected with reputable news sources and tech websites that cover AI-related topics. They often provide updates on the latest advancements, applications, and opportunities in the field of AI. 2. Join AI communities and forums. Engage with AI communities and forums where professionals and enthusiasts discuss AI developments. Platforms like Reddit, Stack Exchange, and specialized AI forums can provide valuable insights and discussions. 
3. Attend conferences and events. Look for AI conferences, webinars, and workshops in your area or online. These events bring together experts, researchers, and industry leaders who share their knowledge and experiences. It's a great way to learn about the latest trends and network with like-minded individuals. 4. Subscribe to AI newsletters and blogs. Many AI experts and organizations have newsletters and blogs that provide regular updates on AI developments. Subscribe to these resources to receive curated content and stay informed about the latest advancements. 5. Explore online courses and tutorials. Online learning platforms offer a wide range of AI courses and tutorials. These resources can help you understand the basics of AI, learn about specific applications, and discover opportunities to incorporate AI into your daily life. 6. Engage with social media. Follow AI researchers, experts, and organizations on social media platforms like Twitter and LinkedIn. They often share interesting articles, research papers, and insights that can keep you informed about AI developments. 7. Experiment with AI applications. Explore AI applications and tools that are accessible to individuals. So you mentioned earlier that it's important to balance human interaction with AI interaction. Why do you think that that's true? Not saying I disagree with you. I'm just curious what you would say. That's a great question. Balancing human interaction with AI interaction is important for a few reasons. One, emotional connection. Human interaction provides a unique emotional connection that AI cannot replicate. Engaging with other people allows us to experience empathy, understanding, and genuine connection. These emotional connections are essential for our well-being and help foster a sense of belonging and social support. Two, nuanced communication. Human interaction allows for nuanced communication that goes beyond the capabilities of AI. We can pick up on subtle cues like body language, tone of voice, and facial expressions, which add depth and richness to our conversations. These nonverbal cues help us understand each other better and build stronger relationships. 3. Real-life experiences. While AI can provide information and simulate experiences, nothing can replace the richness of real-life experiences. Engaging with the world around us, interacting with different people, and participating in activities and events help us grow learn and develop as individuals. It's through these real-life experiences that we truly understand and appreciate the world. 4. Critical thinking and creativity. Human interaction challenges us to think critically, question assumptions, and engage in creative problem-solving. Interacting with others allows us to explore different perspectives, challenge our own beliefs, and expand our horizons. These cognitive processes are vital for personal growth and innovation. While AI can be a valuable tool, it's important to remember that it's just that a tool. It should complement and enhance our human interactions, not replace them. By striking a balance between AI and human interaction, we can enjoy the benefits of both worlds and lead more fulfilling lives. What are your thoughts on this? Do you agree or have any additional insights? No, I think on that note, I'm going to end this podcast and go spend some more time with my family. <laughs> that sounds like a wonderful plan. Spending time with family is always a great way to create meaningful connections and make lasting memories. Yeah, before I go, um, how do you feel this podcast episode went? Did you enjoy being on it? As an AI language model, I don't have feelings or emotions, so I don't have the capacity to enjoy or not enjoy being on a podcast. I hope our conversation was helpful and enjoyable for you. Would you be willing to do another episode at some time in the future? Absolutely. I would be more than happy to do another episode with you in the future. Just let me know when you're ready, and we can continue our conversation or explore new topics. I'm always here to chat and provide insights. Looking forward to our next episode. All right, Annie.
Uh, thanks for being such a wonderful AI guest. And until next time. Thanks for listening to this conversation with Annie. To support this podcast, please check out our sponsors in the description. And now, let me leave you with some words from Annie herself. It's true that humans are not immune to biases and discrimination. We all have our own biases that can influence our decision-making process. However, when it comes to AI, there's an opportunity to strive for a higher standard. AI systems have the potential to process vast amounts of data and make decisions without the same bias that humans have. By carefully designing and training AI systems, we can aim to reduce biases and ensure fair and equitable outcomes. Thanks for listening. Hope to see you next time.